Hi, I'm Jeff Goodman and welcome to scubavast.com. Today I'm going to be speaking to my daughter, Hannah, who uh, runs a Breathworks workshop. And she's going to be telling us how uh, breathing correctly can enhance our dive experiences. We all need to breathe, of course, but it's how you breathe that can make a huge difference to the uh, overall enjoyment, uh, comfort and safety of your underwater experiences. Shallow, rapid and erratic breathing not only uses more air and cuts down your dive time, but it also elevates your tension levels, as well as frightening away any wildlife you may be trying to get close to. This is especially so for novice divers, but it can affect us all. Breathing correctly is something we all need to practice at home or at work, in the car, in fact, anywhere. Uh, hi, Hannah. Um, well, let's start with um, you telling us what Breathworks is. Okay, hi. <laughs> um, Breathworks is, I would say, an umbrella uh, statement for so many things but when I first um, got into something called conscious breath work it was a particular type of breathing um, that I had never experienced before and had some really immediate and impactful um, effects on on your sort of body and being that just kind of blew me away and ever since I did the first session about seven years ago I have trained in it and, and been a teacher um, in it but breath works now I get more into it really encompasses so much um, about different breathing techniques, different manipulation of breathing and generally just becoming more aware of kind of this number one resource tool that we have uh, within us, which is our lungs and our respiratory system and our breath. So, yeah, you could talk about it for days, but um, as, a, as a snippet, that's what breath works is. And how can this help us with our diving? So, yeah, so, okay, so specifically for like a diving community, I, I actually have two breath patterns that I would like to talk about. And they're, um, and it's good because they're actually for two different focuses. So I would say one, you know, if you, if you had to sort of split them apart, one could be for, for the actual diving and one could be for the above water. And of course, doing both of them will assist and support, um, you know, either side of that. So would you like me to, um, to go on and speak about the two breathing practices? Yeah, just briefly, if you could cover what it involves and what the benefits would be. Okay, so we'll start with the first breathing practice. There are so many breathing practices, you know, let's, I just thought we'd I'd pick two that actually I've been reading up on that a lot of divers, there's a guy called Stig, uh, you might have heard of, who is like the world record um, free diving, skin diving, uh, sort of breath holding champion. And he is a real pioneer of breath um, work. And it's funny because a lot of the practices bleed over into what I do for a more um, holistic and well-being approach as well. And so this breathing um, technique is all about um, basically building a resilience to CO2. And, you're, and also a guy called Wim Hof that you might have heard of. He's this guy that sort of 
goes into ice and completely realigns his immunity and nervous system to be able to kind of walk up snowy mountains in shorts and not feel a thing. So this is very much about uh, resilience building. Um, they're discovering all these amazing things about CO2, that CO2 is actually our friend and to build um, a healthy resilience to it means healthier lungs, healthier lung capacity. And um, yeah, when it comes to diving, that's really, really going to assist um, a more steady breath that isn't going to take up your oxygen more than maybe more erratic breathing or uncontrolled breathing would. So this breathing pattern is basically breathing in and out through the mouth, connecting your breaths. But the where the resilience training comes in is you start to hold on after the exhale. So once you've exhaled the air from your system, you practice a hold. And this might feel uncomfortable or you might be naturally quite good at it. It depends what your CO2 natural resilience is. But the more that you practice in that state of uncomfortability um, and you only have to practice to get better at it, um, then, then naturally you build this bigger resilience to uh, kind of a CO2 or to air hunger. Um, I don't know if that's a, a diving term, air hunger, if you, yeah, but does that make sense? <laughs> Air hunger is um, can be a very familiar term, yes, of course. Yeah, great. So there's this. So this basically is a breathing pattern that you can practice in order to build your CO two resilience, um, and yeah, build a more uh, breathe at a more regulated state and be able to kind of overcome that air hunger. Because interestingly. Um, it is air hunger does not come from a lack of oxygen it actually comes from a build-up of co2 and it's the receptors in the brain that notice this co2 um build up and then kind of freak out like oh i need to gasp for air so there is this kind of manipulative training that can happen because there's actually still air in your body to be used so it's it's a very interesting and vast topic, but there is a specific breathing pattern, if anyone wanted to know more about that, um, that they could come and, and do that. So if, if, um, if we wanted to join you on some of your sessions uh, and get the benefits of this, how would we go about that? Well, I do, because of obviously... Um, covid and lockdown we we do all our sessions online now which works just as well um and actually i've been doing them online ever, even when i was doing them in person uh because we do it with people all around the world and so i just hold monthly sessions i also hold an all um, male session called the brothers breath work as well and then a mixed group as well so you just come on um yeah, log on and join in a room like this, in a Zoom room, and you'd get taken through the breathing practice and then, yeah, it takes about sort of an hour. You're actually breathing for about an hour. But then I do always give takeaway things. and I've got a YouTube channel where you can, I feel like the best tool is self-practice because you can go to these things and please do come. Um, but the self-practice is actually going to be the, the fundamental, um, you know, the concrete change um, if you want to see sort of the long lasting change. How long before you would start to feel a benefit? So how many hours of work with your practice would be beneficial? I would say that you would start to feel a benefit pretty much immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Amazing, people do really. tend, yeah, people forget that their breath is here. And when they start to connect to it, I would say there's an immediate, you know, could be subtle, could be stronger than that. But definitely after one session, um, I've never had a person sort of 
finish a session and not either be blown away by how sort of experiential it was or even if they just had a nice nap uh, because they fell asleep or something like that to say that was actually a really beautiful nap I feel very rested you know and and to still come back after that so those are the two opposite sort of spectrums of experience and there's this all this stuff in between that can be experienced um yeah that's um that's brilliant thank you very much um yeah We'll, we'll, uh, I'll put up your website and then people can see that. So uh, thanks again. Bye now. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye.